Tonight in the Lloyd Noble Center, game three of the season for the Sooners. They get Texas State, 7 o'clock tip, 6.30 pregame on Sooner Radio. Thunder tonight downtown, 6.30 start for them. They are hosting the Spurs. OU headed to Provo this weekend. TJ, are you going out to Utah? Yes. Yeah, I'll be there. Oh, great. That's good. A lot of fans are going. A lot of great Sooner fans have uh, circled this as the road game to yeah, go to this no, year. Yeah. And it sounds like you are too, huh? Yeah, I am. Unless you're lying about I it. I am. And I'm uh, I am lying to you. Why aren't you going? Um Well, it'd be difficult to pull off, so. Why is that? Cuz you're going to Mexico I'm going instead? to Mexico, not to mention that every other person in the building is gone besides like me and Connor. So Oh, you're doing it for the sake of the station. The, somebody then. somebody's got to be here at the station, so that's me and Connor. Um yeah. Hey, does anybody around there want to know what time we're leaving on Friday? Is anybody yes. curious? Yes, oh I am. God. How many times are y'all going to ask? I haven't well, asked you once. As, well, like between me, Drake, Teddy, and Chris, I bet we got asked a hundred times yesterday. Hey, do you guys know when you're leaving yet? Do you know when you're leaving yet? As soon as we know, we'll let everyone know. I never asked you. I did ask Drake once, and it was late yesterday. I'm like, hey, did you happen to ever find out? So that was the only time I think, had asked. Do you think we're just sitting on the information when we get it? Hey, let's just don't tell yes. anybody. Yes, yes, I do because it has happened several times, and they're like, oh yeah, well, well yeah, we found out earlier. Oh, thanks. So, yes, I do think that. Fair enough. <laughs> I can tell you this. I expect to do my show in its entirety on Friday. I would After think that, so. No guarantees. I think it's Plank that it's going to affect the most, yeah. I don't think we'll leave until early afternoon. Really? Well, here's my theory. Teddy doing the flight schedule. Can we leave and fly between two, two and six, please? Three and six? My theory is this. Could be wrong. We're going west, not east. And yeah, so... in an hour. You, you know, I'm just thinking about, like, hotel check-in and stuff like that. If we leave at, like, 11, like, when we went to Cincinnati, we left at 11. We would get to Salt Lake City at, what, 1130? You know? I mean, how long does it take to fly to Salt so Lake a three City? three-hour flight. 
Is it really? Two hour and wow. 45 minutes. I looked this up the other day. So Now, I don't really? know if that includes that hour time change. So, Well, no, it wouldn't include the time change, but... Um, Okay, so even so, if you leave at eleven, still you get there at twelve thirty or something like that. I just think it's going to be more like a one o'clock departure would be my guess. But again, that's just a guess. We'll know today for sure. Okay, let's play this uh, this little game here, Teach. Have you heard about this website where you can punch in the results and it'll tell you who plays in the Big Twelve Championship game? I was looking at it, and the website is messed up because it does not <laughs> correctly. Uh, formulate for Iowa State. Iowa State. Obviously, I, I, I run this website. Much like I did the Lost Ogle back in the early 2000s, TJ, I operate this website. That's a joke. Uh, four or five people got that. And um, so, yeah, I do punch it in, and it, uh, a lot of people started using it. Now, I have been aware of this website for several years because I've used it for basketball. I don't think I knew they did this for football. But thank you to Dr. Bame, who is one of the OU team doctors, who pointed out yesterday, texted in the show, hey, you can use this for football, too. And so I thought, awesome, cool. Tweet the link out. Maybe Sooner Nation would like to play with this a little bit. And they did. They had a great time yesterday throwing in different situations, see who plays in the Big 12 championship. All of them had a great time, except for one fella. And we don't need to talk about that anymore. He did not appreciate the website. Uh, but as far as I know, it's accurate and it works. And, you know, it's always worked for me before. And I think the guy who put it together is kind of a genius. But anyway, let's play with it here, TJ, and see what it spits out. So I'm going to go through the games last two weeks of the season, and you tell me who you think's going to win, and I'll tell you who's in the Big 12 championship game. I will tell you this. It, it defaults to who is the favorite. So if just all the favorites win, mm -hmm. it'll be Texas and Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game. Okay, We don't like that. Let's twist it up. Okay, so here we go. This week, OU at BYU. I think Oklahoma wins. We, we're going to put Oklahoma wins their last two. Otherwise, there's no use really. Yeah, we don't want to play. Yeah, we don't want to play. Texas at Iowa State. I think there's a legitimate shot that Iowa State wins that game. K-State so. at Kansas. I will go K-State. Uh, Baylor at TCU. I'm going to give you these minor ones because in some cases they have an effect in breaking ties. And you stuff. said it was at TCU? Yep. TCU. UCF at Texas Tech. Mm, that's an interesting one. Oh, UCF's flying high, They're huh? Flying Soaring high. in the upper atmosphere. They actually, you know, played well in the loss to... I'll go Tech at home, but Tech just beat Kansas on the yeah. Road. I'll go Tech. All things run through Lubbock. OSU at Houston. OSU. Cincinnati at West Virginia. West Virginia. Okay, so you you changed two things there. You got Iowa State beating Texas, and you got Texas Tech beating UCF. Okay, final week. We're going to stick with OU beating TCU. Texas hosting Texas Tech. I think that'll be a more difficult game than people realize, but te uh, Texas wins in the end. West Virginia at Baylor. West Virginia. Houston at UCF. UCF. Kansas at Cincinnati. 
We know we need Cincinnati to beat Kansas, and that shakes up a lot of things. But I think Kansas wins that game. No, you might not need it at all. It's well, you might not. Wild yeah, that's one scenario. of the wild scenario ones. Iowa State at Kansas State. I call Oof. this one Farmageddon. I'll go Kansas State. BYU team. at OSU. I'm after watching last week. I, I gave them the win against Houston. I don't know if OSU wins out, but I'll say they win it's okay. at home. So really, all you've done here is take Iowa State to beat Texas, right? Okay. I mean, you changed the Texas Tech UCF, but so if that happens, if everybody, if all the favorites win, except for Iowa State beats Texas, bam. The championship game is OUK State. We're in. Now, change something else up on me here, Teach. Let's say Texas wins, but Kansas beats Kansas State. That's possible, right? Yeah. Bam. Texas OSU for the championship. That didn't get us in. That didn't help. If what if Iowa State happens, wins out? Do they control their own destiny? No. Stop talking. <laughs> Let's say, and this is interesting, Texas beats Iowa State, but they lose to Texas Tech. Ooh, Bam. what happens there? Doesn't help us. Texas K-State for the championship in that scenario. Texas K-State? So yeah. So this theory that you just need either Texas to lose a game or OSU to lose a game is not accurate. If the only thing there that huh. happens is Texas loses to Texas Tech, it does not get OU in. Texas needs to lose to Iowa State. Mm, interesting. It is interesting. OSU, let's say they lose to Houston, and that's all that happens. Bam. OU Texas for the Big 12 championship. Now, somebody asked us, how do we get a Bedlam rematch? Toby, how do we get a Bedlam rematch? Thank you for asking, TJ. I think Texas needs to lose. Let's have them losing to Iowa State. I mean, that's fact. They have to lose. Uh, well, they can get in without Texas losing. There are other scenarios. But let's say they lose. To, we're trying to formulate Bedlam here. And let's say K-State loses a game. Let's just pick the Kansas game. Bam. Bedlam. So if Texas and K-State drop a game. Uh, but do they have to be those specific games? Well, let me see. Let me see if it's Iowa State both times. Bam. Bedlam. Let me see if it's uh, if Texas loses to Texas Tech. Bam. Oh, you Texas in that scenario. Yeah, you need Texas to lose the Iowa State game, I think, to get Bedlam. Good question, Colorado Sooner. I don't know. What's the question? They're wanting to know why this algorithm is so anti-Iowa State. All of you, knock it off. All right? You're going to wake the guy up. I can't take anymore. Any other situations that you or the listeners want to know in these final two, what would it spit out? Any other scenarios? Is there a scenario that the title game can be, I don't know, K-State, Iowa State? Okay. So let's say OU loses. OU would lose. And OSU would have OSU to lose. OSU loses. Texas would have is, to lose, right? What does that give us? Oh, yeah, Texas would have to lose, too. Texas loses. Uh, it's Texas, K-State. They, they may have to lose. 
You want K-State, Iowa State? Is that what you said? Well, yes, yes. I mean, they're still in the discussion here, so is there a scenario that the those problem two can is play? They pl- the problem is they play each other Oh, that's the right, they do. Week. That's right, never and mind. So yeah, I, they can't they do that. They both can't win out. That's right, I so forgot I that. don't think you can get Farmageddon in the championship. That's right, yeah, I, I completely forgot that until you just said it. Don't think so. I think you can get OU Texas, Bedlam, Texas OSU, Texas K-State, Texas uh, let's see. Iowa State can. Iowa State needs either OU or OSU to lose. Who would they play then if that happened? Iowa State can play OSU or OU, depending on which one of the two lost. Local. Iowa State needs to win out, and they need either OU or OSU to drop a game. I think you gave this scenario. But local Ohio is asking how OU plays uh, Kansas State, and Patrick wants you to do that. Uh, since he beating Kansas, run that one. That's okay, we're talking good. about. So I like that. Thank you, Patrick. All the favorites win, right? Texas wins out. K-State wins out. OSU wins out. You think, uh-oh, that's bad for OU. It is unless, and this is bizarre, Cincinnati beats Kansas the final week. That would put OU Texas in the championship game. And the reasoning for that is Kansas losing would drop them below Iowa State in the standings. And then the three teams that are tied, which is OU, OSU, and K-State, the highest-ranked common opponent becomes Iowa State at that point, and OU wins the tiebreaker because Iowa State moves in front of Kansas. So there is a scenario where if all the favorites went out, OU still gets in if Cincinnati could knock off Kansas. That's wild. Now, what was the one before that? Uh, and I think you answered this earlier with something we punched in. Uh, local Ohio is wanting to know how OU and Kansas State could meet. All right, so you're probably going to need you're going to need Texas to lose. Is that enough? Let's see. Yeah, that's it. If Texas lost to Iowa State and all the other favorites won, you'd have OU K State in the championship. But it has to be Iowa State that Texas loses to. That's it. That's probably like the second most common scenario, honestly. Like, Bedlam would be the third most common scenario for OU. <laughs> Texas 1, K-State 2, OSU 3 as far as most likely Big 12 championship opponents. Iowa State 4. Uh, Lloyd says, can the algorithm just say we're on to BYU? <laughs> no, it cannot say that. Why does it sound like Toby wants Iowa State to win so badly? Is that a text? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else, Teach? I can punch in my. Oh, you know what? We got to go to break. We got Porter Moser coming up live. Break time. Porter Moser joins us live next here on The Ref. The Ref Radio Sports <laughs> Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405 735 5510. Back in the LNC tonight, game three of the season for the Sooners, and we are joined now by head coach Porter Moser. He's 2-0. and Good morning, coach. Good morning, Toby. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Looking forward to seeing you and your basketball team tonight. And uh, boy, it looks like, coach, that this is going to be, just looking over box scores and stuff, probably the, the sternest test you guys have seen so far this year. 
Yeah, Texas State's really, I mean, they've done a great job. They've, they've been at the top of their league, if not won it, every year the last three or four years. And uh, he does a great job. And um, they've done well in the portal. They've done well developing high school kids. And uh, they just got a winning mentality there. And I, I give them I got a lot of respect for their staff and their, and their, and their program because they've, they've been at the top of their league. And, and they play that way. They play extremely hard. Um, and they're going to get after it. So you're going to see, a, you're going to see two athletic teams go after it today. Looks like that rebounding, at least through the first two games, has been their specialty. Uh, plus, what are they, plus 40, I guess, through the first two games on the boards with 41 offensive rebounds. So work cut out for the big guys and everybody tonight. No, absolutely, Toby. That's a, those are kind of crazy stats. We had 20 last game ourselves, so that's something we've been emphasizing. But they've had 41 in two games, so they've averaged uh, you know, a little over 20 um, the two games, so that, it's absolutely one of the keys to the game. I mean, they just they crash everybody. They're athletic. They just crash and they go after it. They try to get second chance points, and then they also try to run. They're going to try to turn you over. The two biggest ways I think they're going to really try to score is second chance points, and then they're going to watch. watch they're going to try to blow up our offense, like deny everything, get out in passing lanes, pressure everything, and 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 try to steal and create some offense that way. You know, conversely, their high foul rate. So I, I told our guys, we, we've watched a lot of film on them, they're like, how you, you face aggressiveness with aggressiveness. You know, if you face in basketball, if you face aggressiveness with aggressiveness, the fouls usually go to the defense. And if they go to the offense, the hell with it, I'll take a couple. You know, I, I want to I attack aggressiveness with aggressiveness. And when you're passive against aggressiveness, you get eaten up. And these are the kind of test teams that play this hard like this defensively help us because that's the way the Big 12 is. The Big 12, as you know, like, I mean, this year it's, you're adding Houston, so they're just like it in Cincinnati. But everybody last year, all 10, were like the top 38 in defense. So this is going to be really good for us to face aggressiveness with aggressiveness on the defensive end. Two games in, what are you happiest with? What's got to be better? I, 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 you know, this early in the season, my mind goes to the second half of that question. You know, <laughs> what, what, what we got to be better? And, uh, but I'll start with the, with the positive, you know. I like our, our pace. You know, we're getting to the battle line. The battle line is like the other end, you know, five feet to the three-point line. We're getting to that an average of five seconds every, every possession. You know, we're getting the pace a lot faster. Um, you know, I, I think we, you know, I loved what we did last game opposed to the game before is that we, we had over 20 offensive rebounds. Now, 20 is a lot to average, but we're trying to get somewhere around 33% of our misses. You know, so if you take all the misses in the game, if you're getting around 33% of them, because putting a number on how many offensive rebounds sometimes is skewed because, hell, you might have a great shooting night, you know, and, and you're, you're getting it's, it's the percentage of misses you're, you're really going after. And uh, so I've been pleased with that. I've been pleased with our bench. You know, I, I just think that we got guys like Rivaldo Soares, Latre Darthard, you know, John Hughley. We got really good players coming off the bench now in terms of, not having slippage when you go to that second line. And I don't even consider it the second line. I, I, I talked to Rivaldo. I consider those guys starters. I mean, heck, he started at Oregon. He started at Utah Valley at an NIT team. He started at Pitt. And I don't consider you guys. Just, you're second shift, man. You're second shift. And, you know, and I've I really been happy with that. Um, the second part of your question, you know, Toby, where we can be better, I just got a high, high ceiling of what I want defensively. Um, I just, I, I just really feel that that's got to be our identity. That's got to be 
creating offense with us. And I say that, and in our two scrimmages and in the Central Michigan game, our second-half defense wasn't as good. There was some slippage, you know, for whatever reason. A lot of times you're at the other end and you can't communicate. You've got to communicate on your own. It's, sometimes it becomes more of aggressive attack offense than scout-oriented. Whatever it may be, we addressed it. We held Mississippi Valley to 20 points in the second half. So I love that we played to our standards, not the scoreboard in the second half defensively. And, uh, but I just think that we, you know, rebounding defensively and all that, it's every day you've got to be fighting to get better and not be satisfied. Rivaldo Sores, if you just look at your stats, he's your sixth leading scorer. He may, may not jump out at being a key, but boy, through the first two games, he has really been an igniter for you when he comes off the bench. Waldo is what everybody calls him. Feels like this guy could be very important for uh, your success this year. Absolutely. You know, he's, he's one of those guys that um, he's helping you in a lot of different ways. His energy, all of a sudden, to get an offensive rebound. You know, when that second shift comes in, is the energy going up or down? What's the room? What's the temperature in the room? Old Ray Lewis football quote. You know, are you a thermometer? You know, are you a thermostat? You know, are you checking it or are you setting it? And I think Rivaldo, you know, he comes in, and, and I just think he, the temperature goes up, man. I think the energy goes up when he's in there. And uh, he's really his, he, I really got a ton of confidence in his knockdown shot. Defensively, he's really long, and he plays his tail off. So he's, he has stood out as one of the most consistent guys, that, you know, in our first two games. And, and those are the kind of things where when you're behind the scenes knowing what you want, you know, sometimes people just look at the, the, the points. But he, he has really impacted us in a lot of ways. Milo Shuzan, uh, I think you would agree, probably the leader of this team, even though he's only a sophomore because of the position he played and, and the success he had last year. I can't figure out through the first two games whether he's just being a good leader and getting everybody involved and kind of just, you know, not being selfish, or if he needs to be more aggressive. I don't know. He hasn't put up a bunch of stats yet so far. So should we be worried about Los or no? No, you know, for him, he's, you know, he has taken his leadership thing super seriously. Like he is definitely, uh, you know, him and Javion with, with the ball in their hands, you know, are, are leaders. And, uh, you know, Los is absolutely one of those guys that, like he had about five hockey assists last game. Um, his shot looked great. I mean, I know he was like one for five or something like that, but his shot looks good. We got a ton of confidence in there. And uh, he definitely – He's been there before. Um, I have I have zero worries about him. I mean, I, I just I, I know he I know he feels like he could do more. But I'm like, man, we've won. You've gotten guys involved. You've gotten guys. You've led us. You know, I think he was really on top of his turnovers in the second game compared to the first. And I love that. I don't think I think did he have five assists, no turnovers last game. Um, and uh, but I, I really feel that he was he's um, you know 100. percent He takes every game so prepared and. I, I, I have big, big, big vision for him this year. Do you know if you're going to have uh, Jalen Moore and or Caden Cooper tonight? Yes, they practiced today. They are yesterday, the last two days. They practiced both, and both felt fine. We were going to be very, very cautious with both of them. Um, cause, and, uh, but, like, both of them went, you know, they went half, half a practice two days ago. They did the whole practice yesterday. Check out afterwards. They all felt fine. This morning they feel fine. So uh, they're a go.
All right, that's good. That's great news. Uh, last question, Coach, and I know you've already touched on maybe a couple of these, but what will be two, three, four of the keys you'll put on the uh, whiteboard tonight for the guys before they take the court? Rebounding, uh, rebounding, rebounding. Uh, two, transition <laughs> defense, transition defense. Um, and uh, two, fight aggression with aggression. Be strong with the ball. When you take it to the basket, you know, ha- we, we call it punish, finish. Punish them. Do the Walter Payton. Go into them, you know, and, and go finish. Don't avoid contact. You know, if that big, you're going to see a foul tonight. I guarantee it. The big's going to jump out and hard hedge. And I'm telling uh, JV on and Lowe's to go right into that hard hedge while he's moving and, and get the foul instead of the backing away. And uh, so you got to fight aggression with aggression on defense, transition defense, and then our defensive standards. You know, keep climbing and fighting for our defensive standards. You know, the habits. This is what you're, I'm looking for so much this early in the year is, is habits carry over from practice. So and I, I hope people come out. I think it's an exciting team to watch. And I think, you know, watching, now watching TV, uh, you know, last couple, this last week with college basketball over, basketball is such a great atmosphere because it's right on top of you. And I hope people come out and see this team. It's, 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 they're playing their tails off. It's more athletic. And it really makes a difference when we get the LNC loud and rocking. Yeah, sounds like this could be a, a really fun uh, game tonight. Texas State playing pretty good ball early on, physical team. Come on out tonight, 7 o'clock. Coach, thanks. Good luck. We'll see you at the arena here in a little bit. Thanks, Toby. We'll see you. All right. Porter Moser right there. Uh, Good news. Jalen Moore and Caden Cooper, good to go tonight. Sounds like maybe TJ will be a little bit cautious with their minutes, but but they will suit up and uh, give it a go tonight, so that's great. They need them healthy, especially Jalen Moore, before they go to San Diego for sure. Texas State tonight, 7 o'clock. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. If you joined us late earlier in the show, TJ denied OU their 1985 national championship. That is not true. uh, claiming that BYU should have won it instead, which is an interesting take. That is not, that is not true at all. I would imagine Coach Switzer not happy. Um, boy, I'm looking at the listener map this morning. Ref Army, you're incredible. Thank you, thank you uh, for spreading the word. You're listening all over the state of Oklahoma, all over the United States, and several of you Around the world today, TJ, I'm just looking in Europe right now. Switzerland, Germany, Belgium, the Netherlands, and England. White Church, England is uh, tuned in this morning. We got somebody up in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada as well. Give me a, a region of the United States, TJ. Uh, Ames, Iowa. Do we have anybody in Ames listening today? Well, let me see here. I'll go to Iowa. We have uh, no, but we do have three in Des Moines. And uh, that's Omaha. That's just across the border. Nobody in Ames. They're mad at us because okay. we will not <laughs> concede the point that they control their own destiny. So anywhere else you want me to uh, identify? Uh, what about the uh, state of Louisiana? You're getting very specific now, aren't you? Maybe broaden it a little bit, TJ, if you could. Because there's nobody listening in Louisiana. Uh, Alabama. Thanks for making us look <laughs> stupid. 
Just give me a part of the country. How about Jackson, uh, Mississippi? Not like that. Not like that. Tons of people in Atlanta. What's the deal in Atlanta? Why are we so popular in Atlanta? Like tons of people listening in Atlanta. Big uh, alumni base, maybe? I don't know. Maybe so. Let me go over here to the state of Oklahoma. That's a big listener base for us as well. Uh, what do we got here? I'm just going to focus on northeast Oklahoma this morning. Uh, obviously, Tulsa, Haskell, Beggs, Wagner, Inola, Owasso, Miami, Sand Springs, uh, Broken Arrow, Jinx, Glenpool, all over the place. Ref Army, by the thousands, tuned it in tuned in this morning around the world. TJ, who uh, who sponsors our little map here? The same fine people that uh, sponsored cool our ticket giveaway earlier. Affordable Door Company, your full-service garage door company, official garage door company of Sooner Athletics. They compromise on the price, not the quality. Visit them online, affordabledoor.net, or call 405-635-9499. Uh, okay, let's empty out uh, what people are asking out there. Uh, what's going on on the text line here? Final check of the text line this morning. Uh, Patrick at the Mont would like you to know that he's listening in Norman right now on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Ladies and gentlemen, have you ever had the queso at the Mont? I mean, come on. Tongue slap your brains out good. Go to the Mont today, everyone. This person thinks they're all listening in Atlanta, stuck at the Atlanta airport. So. Could be. Could, could be a possibility. Someone just waking up from a long slumber over the weekend. Wait a minute. Am I reading this correctly? OUBYU is 10 a.m. Mountain Time? <laughs> Welcome to the planet. Yes. Uh, Jesse, Jesse says he's one of those in Des Moines listening. I'm a Sooner stuck in Cyclone Country. Big ISU fan this weekend, though, he says. Or she, me, I guess Jesse could be a this. male or female. Uh, this is not an answer question for you, but um, Greg Rubel is BYU's play-by-play guy. He's coming on with us on Friday. Uh, maybe I can ask him. I wonder how often BYU does this. Because this might actually be an advantage for OU. Like, this is an 11 a.m. game for OU. I think someone posted yesterday it's the first game this early there since 84. Jeez. So no, like maybe 94. Might... Maybe 94. 84 is the uh, national title. Maybe 94 was that answer. It, it was a long time, like 20-plus years. Yeah. I mean, it might be an OU advantage. I mean, up? Uh-huh. not to take a shot at them, but there's not a lot of reason for them to have that 11 a.m. game. They would have to be playing someone of the caliber well, of an Oklahoma. Well, they weren't in a conference. Right. That's what I'm saying. So that and matchup the, probably the, never happened recently. 11 a.m. slot is kind of reserved for for the, yeah, for Big Ten. Yeah, for the conference teams. Kinda. Yeah. That's, so unless they were having a not Yeah, what, what you said. What you said. <laughs> I was trying. I was going to try to say better what you said, right? And I couldn't do it, so I'm reverting to what you said. Uh, this texter says, "I love Coach Moser's energy and hope he has a great season." Yep, agree. I was hoping Porter would come on and ask you if ISU controlled their own destiny. That would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> Did you mention Kevin in there at some point? Somebody's asking if that was the salad cutting guy. 
Uh, I did not say Kevin's name. Mm-mm. This person from the 720 predicting. Kevin will join me. Maybe I said when uh, talking about the broadcast, maybe I said Kevin and I will oh, join me okay. for pregame at, at 6.30 tonight. Maybe I did. Kevin is the uh, salad-cutting, hamburger-cutting guy. Yeah. Uh, the 720 texter says uh, Urban Meyer to A&M. Hmm. What, do you, what would you think about that? I mean, will you talk about a perfect match ego-wise? Ego-wise. Obviously, they're they want to splash higher. They want it to be sexy. That's a And M. They're not just going to He's hire some assistant or something like that that they feel could be best for their program going forward. They're they're going to want a name most likely. Uh, they have cash. They're willing to to give you a lot of it just to go away. So yeah, perfect fit, perfect fit for him. It'd be kind of fun, right? I mean, he'd probably he might have some success there. He tends to have success wherever he goes, but it is a And M. Uh, that's a big personality in the conference. I don't. I guess I wouldn't mind it. I might not be the first name I'd hope for. How are the uh, local bars and establishments around the area? Uh, he likes dancing, so uh, he'll want to go somewhere and dance. <laughs> I think they have them. I think they have them. Toby, you could have named your new pup Stutz. It was considered. Was it? Danny was considered. Danny. Stutz was considered. Danny would have been funny. <laughs> yeah. It's my dog, Danny. <laughs> I did not have naming rights to this dog. It's my wife's dog, but my daughter offered up some options. Jenny took a picture this morning of me holding the dog while I was doing the radio show, and she's now considering changing pic. Ozzy's name to radio. She thinks radio would be a good name for him. But I think we're going to stick with Ozzy. Uh, this is something to be concerned with. Uh, this texter is worried that if they much. play anybody other than Texas in the championships, the refs will play a part and decide the game. Well, I don't doubt that. But I just saw Jenny Carlson tell us all the quick whining uh-huh. and that we've got tinfoil hats on. You can't so, spike a ball, you losers. I guess I'm not going to worry about it anymore. <laughs> I guess I've been imagining this for the last three years. Uh, let's see here. I mean, come on. I, I I love Jenny. Okay, come on. But anybody who has got, has seen OU's games the last three years, there is nobody that can be at OU's games and go, you know what? I think it's been pretty fair. Right. No, you I, just I, can't. I think it's probably been down the middle. We're making too much of it. It's impossible to have that opinion if you've actually gone to all of OU's games the last three years. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, I think we went over a lot of these scenarios, so that's what's left here on the text line. So I think More scenarios? Most part. Well, I think we went over them. I just hadn't clicked on them. I just read them straight as you were punching in stuff. So I think yeah. we're, we're pretty much caught up with all those. There's a lot of ways OU can get in if they win their last two games. It's not They do not control their own destiny. But there are several different scenarios by which they can get in. So... I mean, what would you say the percentage ch- – if they win their last two, teach? what would you say the percentage chance is that they are in Arlington? I'm feeling pretty good. I think I said 70% yesterday. I still will hold true to that. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't I, think the favorites all win out the way that you you can play that out, you know. So And even if they do, there's still there's, one more scenario by which they can get still it. one I more, yeah. I might even say 75. I mean, I think it's pretty unlikely that if OU wins their last two, they're not in Arlington. It would have to 
it's November in college football. You know what I mean? Like, things happen. Look at last week. Texas Tech beating Kansas, UCF routing OSU. Like, things happen in November. In November, TJ, we remember. You're welcome. Such a poet. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. Got a nugget for you guys here off the top from Mike Houck moments ago. Uh, OU is officially kicking off at 10.07 a.m., Mountain Time, Saturday, Teach, making it the earliest known kickoff in OU history. The OU Arkansas Cotton Bowl kicked off at 10.10. Ooh, three-minute window. 10.07 will be the earliest known kickoff in OU history. Now, you know, we used to ride trains to games and stuff, you know, back in the day, Chris, uh, when the Rough Riders were going across the land. I, I don't doubt at some point, they like had an eight o'clock kickoff and said we got to get home. But known kickoff, this will be the earliest one. We had Bill Beatenbow on Coach's Corner. We asked him about an early kickoff, and he said, "I feel like whenever I was at Texas Tech, we played a game in the Cotton Bowl that kicked off at like nine a.m. because our walkthrough was in the dark." <laughs> <laughs> so I think he was. I think Which he was game? being. Uh, he. I think he was being somewhat facetious when he was at Texas Tech. They played in the Cotton Bowl. And I want to say he said they played Alabama, but it, he said they. Uh, he said our walkthrough was in the dark. We were out there doing our warm ups, and it was still dark outside. So yeah, he felt yeah. like it was like nine in the morning, eight in the morning when they kicked it off. But yeah, it was. I mean, uh, don't you think, especially if it's overcast, like it's supposed to be, like the lights are going to be on. It's gonna. It's not going to be dark, but it's going to feel darkish oh it's definitely gonna be warming up eight o'clock in the morning when in an overcast morning you know it's gonna it's definitely gonna be dark for the start it's of the gonna Wendy look and, and really mess with you guys a lot you're losing the hour and then uh you know well i guess you're gaining an hour not uh, to be yeah, i was gonna say not to be that guy but we're right. gaining an hour but you're Go gaining ahead. an hour and <laughs> and then like you said overcast being that early it's gonna it's gonna feel like a weird morning to you guys Looks like it's gonna be kind of nasty this is what i'm gauging from kevin clazel's uh, reports is that what you're you're gazing gauging well, otherwise i think it's got a chance to rain to to rain but it doesn't look like the wind is going to be bad oh great perfect that's, so that's good i think it i don't think it will be kansas but it might be cold and rainy do you know maybe may the rain's only i'm what i'm looking at is only 35 percent though oh, so okay might just be cold you know i was thinking about this i i honestly think that West Virginia last year was more miserable than Kansas this year. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I was because well, was, what am I saying? You're in it. I don't know why I have an opinion. <laughs> you go ahead. Well, I, I was I was thinking I was big. I finished my two Boyd Street articles right, and when I finished my Boyd Street articles, I feel like you know a, a blue collar worker that just finished a you know an, an eighty hour a week or something is like oh yeah, and it's two it's two articles. So I was I was thinking because. Someone had asked on the text line about sidelines that we'll miss or, or what's the sideline that you're not going to miss. And, of course, that mm. obvious answer is Oklahoma State. But mm. it got me thinking about, like, bad 
bad places that we've been. And every single place we've had a terrible weather game. Right, really. O- Oklahoma State, twenty eleven, sure. was yeah, the coldest and, and just a miserable experience altogether. Right, with the way the game went, was terrible. Kansas State might oh, have yeah. been some of the cold, but the that winds, was the short sleeve game for you. That's right. That's now. In fairness, I did have a long sleeve thermal underneath it, but Teddy does not remember that. Uh, <laughs> obviously, the Kansas is, but I truly think the West Virginia game last year was the worst because it was like a. It was just a nuisance, and it was cold, and it was wind, and it was just blowing in your face the whole time. It was terrible. Iowa State, have we had a bad? I mean, it's you just know what's weird? Really cold up there, but I don't. Is we really haven't? It's just cold. Yeah. We've we've never gone there where it's where it's just miserable, right? That's I mean, actually what about been the, the Texas schools. What's the worst game weather wise at one of the Texas schools? I always considered Texas to be bad based on just the fans and Fort Worth because Lubbock, they'll throw anything at you. They don't care. And at Fort Worth, they're like right on top of you. So maybe that's more just – Yeah. That's definitely not weather. But by the way, is ESPN News this hurting for programming that currently we're airing the Wake Forest preseason preview? Is that – I mean, no. are we really that hurting for Basketball? programming? No. Football. Football. The preseason Wake Forest preview is currently – Football. Cur- yes. I thank you, ESPN News, for putting on the ACC 14 school tour for the preseason. Anyway, I'm sorry, shiny thing, squirrel. I digress. <laughs> squirrel, uh, squirrel. But but yeah, it's a. Uh, I, I I think the best sideline in the Big 12 might have been Kansas State, just because you had so much room, right, T. Row, and you're kind of removed from everyone. But from a weather, yeah, yeah maybe. And you had well, the track. I'm just trying to think in my head. I, uh, you've had a couple of new ones that I didn't have, so. I don't. I'm trying to remember. Kansas is just kind of awkwardly far from the state. Right, 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 right. I, I think. Uh, I think. Yeah, Kansas probably K State. Yeah. Probably K State. Yeah. But everyone's had their weather, and if not weather, they've definitely had their fan moments where you're like, okay, I can't wait to be out of here. Have you investigated what BYU's like at all? You asked anybody? You know what? I, I'm actually reaching out to their sideline dude today, so okay. we'll find out. We'll learn a little bit. See what. See what's all about. I was told by the Iowa State guys that the booth is nice and wide. Oh, so nice. Work. Yeah. All right, Chris, have a great show today. All right. Thanks, Hero. Basketball tonight, folks, 630 pregame, 7 o'clock tip. OU Texas State in the LNC. Hope to see you there. Have a great Tuesday, everyone.